I'm Aria Schwartz along with Rachel Galligan, and welcome to the Windsider Show, where it's all about the W. WNBA head coaches are dropping like flies. The Phoenix Mercury and the New York Liberty have openings. So let's discuss. like our show please consider joining our patreon community patreon.com backslash windsider for less than a cup of coffee a month you can directly show support for the hard work we do covering the w and don't forget to see our amazing staff's written content over at windsider.com remember downloading the episode makes our stats look better and allows us to continue doing this important work if you want to sponsor an episode or be part of the windsider team email us info at windsider.com all right rachel monday was ridiculous (laughs) I don't know what day it is today. I think it was Monday that all this news came out. It um, was Monday. All right. Well, let's just hop into it team by team. Um, New York Liberty part ways with Walt Hopkins, a move that if you looked at social media and if you're in the know, nobody was really surprised by. Um, let's not get into why nobody was surprised. I think to an extent, we've seen a lot of former players. Just, I mean, I'll briefly touch on it think what we saw was a lot of former players speaking out um, very veiled shots at him throughout the season. Um, and I think there's probably something more going on behind the scenes that we're not necessarily privy to talk about and or fully knowledgeable about. And we're not going to talk about things that we're not fully knowledgeable about. Um, but nobody was really surprised. And honestly, just from a basketball standpoint, the the way the team had been playing, I wouldn't really be surprised either. Right. I mean, uh... Yes, we, we, well, okay, Rachel, wait, let, let me, you know, cause I know you disagree. No, my thing is this, like, yes, we saw a huge improvement. Yes. No one expected them two seasons ago in Walt's first year to be that good. Um, but this season, yes, there were injuries, whatever. We found a lot of success. The difference I saw, and I'm going to give, uh, Miles Ehrlich credit for this one. Cause we were chatting about it and he brought up this point and I completely agree. In the first season, no matter how bad they were, right, like one win, two wins, whatever, um, I never saw the team kind of give up on him, right? And it felt like there was a point this season where he lost the locker room. Mm-hmm. And when you lose the locker room, the writing's on the wall. That That's my two cents. Sure. What do you think? I think I think that there are there were a lot of people who were surprised. Um, you know, I mean, they made the playoffs, for the first time, barely. barely. <laughs> I mean, it was anything uh, anything short of an exceptional year for the Liberty. It's just been, but yeah. But then on the flip side, you know, New York is, in my opinion, one of the hottest jobs out there, and the expectation. I mean, and, here, and, and it all happened in like three years, right? Like we talked about how atrocious it was back in the Katie Smith era, where there was really no backing, no support. They're playing in this offshoot arena. Um, and now look where it's at, you know, being in Barclays and, and um, the new the new ownership and the amount of support that's being put into New York. Like, in my opinion, like that's a place people want to go. That's a job people want. Um, and so Walt Hopkins walking into a gold mine in that situation. But with that comes a lot of expectations. So I think from the you have I think from one hand, you got to give a little bit of grace with the covid year and the rebuild and everything that this franchise has kind of gone through but I agree with you like this year was like completely um just just 
I don't know. It's just like, it like was deflated, you know, everything was stale. It felt like there was no connection amongst the players. And like you said, Walt. And so paying attention to kind of the direction that was going, I guess I'm not super surprised. Full disclosure. I had heard rumblings of this for weeks, um, decided to kind of just let sit back and see what was going to happen. And, um, so I wasn't personally surprised. I think, I think it's warranted. I mean, New York, in my opinion, I mean, this, they should be a top four team every year. Um, it's, it's just, it's just, I think the expectation has got to be, um, at that premium and, and maybe Walt, you know, kind of did his job of kind of getting this thing going. And now it's time to take that next step. And I, I can't argue with the ownership with that. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, all right, let's, let's, let's talk about candidates. Woo. Now we're not going to, here's my thing that pisses me off when it comes to coverage of this topic. Everyone's like, Oh, let's talk about this random assistant coach who we've heard a few good things about and they deserve to be a head coach. There's more than 12 people who are currently working in the league, more than 12 people who are currently not working in the league who are deserving of being a head coach in the WNBA. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that as a slight. I'm just saying there's many deserving people, right? Just like there's many deserving people who deserve to be playing in the league itself. Uh, But that's just not how the cookie crumbles. But my thing is this. Let's not just list people for the sake of listing people. Let's list people and give reasons why we think they would be a good fit for the Liberty or for the Mercury, because that's what we're supposed to do, right? We're not just going to throw a name out there. Oh, this former player has been an assistant coach. So now they deserve to be whatever. That's my soapbox. Um, a lot of, a lot of names that I've heard coming up, right? Eric T. He was someone who was a finalist with Walt. Um, and from my understanding, I don't know if it's public knowledge. He was also a finalist in Dallas a few years back. Um, but has made it abundantly clear, or at least, if, if you're reading between the lines, you can see that he's turning down these jobs. And I believe when we had Coach T, uh, Papa T, as I like to call him, on the podcast a few years back, he made it pretty clear that, you know, the Mystics plan is eventually for him to step aside and for Eric, Little T, to take over. So I think if if from the perspective I'm looking at it, he's taking these interviews you know, because it's a good thing for experience. It's good learning experience. It's good growth experience. But he's still interested, unless something changed uh, with Papa T getting that extension, he's not looking to move to a different team. So let's cross him off the list. Um, well, and- I, I think that he okay. should be one of the number number one names in conversations. We've been talking about him for three years now. About um, It's just a matter of time. And I'm actually working on a piece that's going to come out that's talking about future WNBA head coaches. And I, I think he deserves to be at the top. It's just a matter of time. And I mean, until, until, you know, that, that contract is signed and it's a done deal. I mean, come on, anything can happen. I mean, you know, someone's aggressive enough. If you want someone enough, I mean, who's to say, so I'm kind of, I understand where you're coming from. All the writing seems to be that, you know, Washington and keeping that kind of longevity going makes sense. I think we all agree with that, but I mean, is there a possibility that a wrench gets thrown into that and and someone decides to be aggressive and pursue him? Who knows? I think anything's possible. I'm not down with like family fighting, but I do think it would be <laughs> amazing drama, amazing TV, whatever you want to call it. If he kind of burns the Washington bridge and moves on to New York so that he can play them and beat his dad uh, and show his superiority. I don't know if he would beat his dad, but that's whatever. Uh, another name that I saw was Shelly P., a player favorite, an elite basketball mind who has just 
cemented herself to victories and to championships. So it makes sense. And again, all of these names deserving to be in the discussion, but she's made it clear in the past. So again, maybe something's changed, but she's made it clear in the past. She doesn't want to be a head coach. So she's not on my list. And then, you know, everyone's talking about Teresa Witherspoon, Becky Hammond. Um, and don't get me wrong. They've paid their dues. They're elite basketball minds. They deserve to be a head coach. But I think I speak for everybody who goes, it's pretty clear to me that they want to break down barriers. They want to do it in the NBA and be the first to do it in the NBA and kind of get, you know, put the foot in the door, break that door open and let more people through, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about enough. My, you know, ranting about who I don't think people that I do think would be great opportunities. Great, great positions. The, uh, the newly free agent, Sandy Brondello, like she has to be leading discussions. And from what I've spoken to people, sounds like she is leading in these discussions, right? She has a history of winning. Her team has never been worse than fifth place. And that includes some ridiculous seasons. Yes, they have Brittany Griner. Yes, they have Diane Taurasi and a plethora of other superstars have uh, graced those jerseys. But she's shown that she can handle the big personalities. We know she can handle a big market. Not even to mention that she's coached overseas and that she's an Opals head coach, um, the the Australian national team. So you got to think that's leaning towards her. But as a coach, I feel like she can give that that element of been there, done that and respect uh, that I think you need when you have uh, a young team like this and a team that has, you know, young stars, a little bit older stars, things like that. What do you think about Sandy uh, wearing the teal and blue or teal and white, whatever the colors are? You know, I don't know. I, I agree. I agree with your standpoint about, um, you know, young players and been there, done that. I, I have just this weird inkling that like Sandy's might kind of take some time and focus on the opals and um, you know, as, as we continue to talk about expansion down the road, maybe there's a way we see her involved in that. I'm not sure. Um, it's weird to think about the WNBA without Sandy because, you know, we have these conversations and there's like, to me, three tiers. There's the experienced head coaches that some people like to kind of like call them recyclables, right? We can go through those names. I'm sure some of them will be mentioned. And there's the up and coming assistants who've spent time in the league and, you know, either you've been a player or you've actually just kind of been a, an assistant and you're buying your time. Or there's just like the players that write that like maybe get a year of experience and just jump right in those unicorn ish type of hybrid um, names that we bring up like Subert, right, who's never actually been a coach. But obviously, at some point, everyone's questioning, like she could probably get any job in the country. Um, so for me, I think when I when I when I think about Sandy, um, I could. I could see there being a period of, of time away and maybe um, she comes back down the road as the league expands. I don't know. Um, but I, I think that you have a valid argument there. And I think Sandy, I mean, if I'm a team in the league looking for head coach, how do you not <laughs> have conversations with her? She's, she's a proven winner. She's coached the best players in the world. And just because Phoenix decides to go in a different direction, whether that was mutual or not, um, doesn't mean – you know, she's still not great at what she does. So yeah, she deserves to be in the conversation. And, and honestly, I, I saw some, you know, all right, look, I'm just going to be honest. Anytime I see an, uh, a headline that says mutually agreed to part ways, I don't think anybody reads that and goes, yep, they both decided to part ways, right? Like nobody takes it that way. And there was some line uh, in the press release from the Mercury that I'm, I'm failing to find right now as I scour the, uh, the press release trying to find it. But there was something to the extent of like, 
you know, we're thankful for her, blah, 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 blah. Um, but we had to make a move that we felt, you know, for the longevity and growth and success of this team, which to me makes it seem like, well, as I just laid it out, that there was one side that wasn't so interested in keeping her around. And it seems like it was the team just based off of me reading that. That's not based off of anything else. Um, another name that I want in the discussion in my mind is Pokey Chapman. She knows how to scout scout young talent. Um, honestly, she gets a bad rep for some Chicago stuff. She gets a bad rep for some Indiana stuff. And I think that's a little bit overplayed for the things and success that she has accomplished throughout her tenure as a coach. Um, I'm a fan overseas. She's had ridiculous amount of success. Um, Wherever she's gone, she's had success and she's been able to have an eye for young talent, but not always had the opportunity to see through the growth of that talent. Um, You know, we talk about what she did in Chicago and really laying some groundwork for the team. We saw winning a championship this year. So, I know the style these days is to pick a former player with slightly less coaching experience versus going with a, you know, a well-known, well-established coach, but I would like to see her in in this conversation. What do you think? Yeah, I think she has to be. She's been pretty open about, you know, pursuing different avenues in coaching and that she will at one point and what does that look like, right? Is it even maybe even something in the NBA? Is it back in the WNBA? Is it, you know, it's 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 hard to say. Um, Pokey has, has done a lot of good things and she's struggled at times. I think at times, you know, um, I think putting the right people around her in the right situation is important. Um, so yeah, I mean, Pokey can put together a team and she knows basketball. Um, I just think, you know, it's a matter of which situation is a right fit for just kind of her experience. And then with the roster in general, like with Phoenix, not saying that I see that as a fit or not. I'm, I'm just saying in general, like you couldn't, in my opinion, you could not bring in some young, inexperienced name um, to that type of roster because they're just going to get chewed up and spit out. You know, like it oh, yeah. needs to be a, a, an established name, an experienced person that can be respected and manage that team post Tarazi era, um, yes. in my opinion. So, yeah, Pokey should definitely be in these conversations. Yeah, and then I'm going to just throw out two from left field. Um, Taj McWilliams-Franklin, a legend while playing. In my opinion, she got a raw deal in Dallas. Um, But I know she's that player-friendly coach, someone who is yet to prove themselves as a head coach, right? She had like a quarter of a season, something like that, in Dallas, um, and then immediately left. But she's someone the players will fight for. She's someone who I would like to see get an opportunity and – to get a, a player fave type coach, I think would just be great. And then Lisa Leslie, you know, you want a big name, a former player, someone that has coaching experience. Lisa Leslie checks all those boxes. And Lisa I actually have is the perfect segue for the Phoenix Mercury, because I have her down for both of these. Um, She's someone who I think like you talked about, you need someone who can demand the respect and isn't going to get pushed around by the likes of Brittany Griner, Skylar Diggins-Smith, and Diana Taurasi, right? And those aren't the only big personalities on this team. You need someone who can put their foot down and say, this is what we're doing, and you're going to do it, or you're riding the bench. Um, thoughts on those two before we move on to the Phoenix Mercury? No, and I think it's interesting to throw out some of these. I mean, when I say Lisa Leslie being a random name, it's not a random name. Um, it's just not one that's being talked about a ton, but she does have a little bit of experience <laughs> in terms of the actual coaching. For me, that's a big one. Like, 
who mm-hmm. actually has experience coaching the game of basketball. Now it's big three, you know, we can d- discuss what that means, but I mean, you know, I think that's, if we're talking about kind of um, dark horses or just kind of random, like what could potentially be sure. That wouldn't. And I, I agree with Tosh for sure. I have a bunch of names too. <laughs> All right. Well, give me a name or two. First one for me. Olaf for New Lang. York, for New York specifically. Olaf Lang. Yes. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how you, you don't, you know, I mean, Chicago is just won the championship. He's extremely experienced. You've got a team that in, in the international route, right? Like that's a direction that New York, in my opinion, can continue to do a great job with. Um, and he's done a great job in, with the Chicago sky. You have to imagine now with Sandy not coaching in Phoenix, that kind of frees up some opportunity here with their family. And what does that look like? Could there be a change? I mean, he has to be up there at least as one of the top candidates that people are pursuing. I could see that being a really good fit in New York. I agree. I very much agree. Um, um, I also think that we need to mention Katie Smith. Um, yes. I think- well, she was someone who I was thinking for Phoenix. Yeah. I mean, I, I just don't realistically see her going back to New York. No, um, no. In my own mind. I mean, the, the people, I'll just give you my shortlist, Latricia Trammell and Katie Smith. I think both of them can handle big personalities like we talked about. That's going to be the biggest question for Phoenix. Latricia, specifically, defensive-minded, can handle stars, tons of experience. And in my opinion, if you want to talk about, like, the positives of LA, that's all her. Well, I mean, uh, but sorry. Trammell's resume is unbelievable. I mean, 30 years of coaching experience. And, and, and we're talking about majority of that as a head coach, two national championships under her belt. She's been at basically every level imaginable. Um, I, I agree like LA and this weird rebuild thing that they've been going through the last couple of years. Like, you know, you have to look at their defensive efficiency as the biggest bright spot and that's Trammell. So, um, but on the other other hand, you could sit here and say, oh, you know, L.A.'s kind of really struggled. Like, how do you justify that? Like, I can see both sides of it. But, man, there is not a more experienced assistant in the league in terms of just years in the game. Um, and I, and it's, she seems like she's super liked by the players and super respected and a player. She does coach. TikToks. And Rachel, <laughs> she got, like, if we're talking defense, right, she got Brittany Sykes up on that list. Talking about defense. She got Candace Parker to play defense. Yeah. Talking about defense. This is the one thing, right, that that the Sparks were able to fall back on. Mm-hmm. The reason they were in games throughout all the last couple seasons was because of her ability to get this team to play hard and play defense. Mm-hmm. And as we often talk about, defense is an effort thing. And if you can motivate the team to play, then I think that says a lot more than we're giving credit for. Mm-hmm. But you brought up Katie Smith. Obviously, I don't think New York's the answer. I think that would be a step backwards in the PR mode, not necessarily growth wise. Um, And look, her time in New York was not good. And that's a nice way of putting it. Um, But she now has two years under the best to ever coach in the W and Cheryl Reeve. Is she deserving of a second chance this soon after? I have to think, yes, she's that former player who can talk to the stars and gain that respect. But, but kind of what's your thought process? On it's Kate? interesting with Smith. It's just a matter of time before she's a head coach again. Now, is that professionally or collegially um, is my take on that. Now, I think she had a very difficult situation in New York. I mean, my God, like was, I mean, it was just, everything was bad. Now you could blame Smith. You could blame the franchise, whatever you want it to do. Like that was just a very tough job at the time. 
Um, and I, I just, I just don't even feel like Smith got an opportunity to have the support around her that she needed to even be successful. So, so in my mind, I'm sitting here thinking like, okay, like with, with her pedigree in the league and her experience as a player and her knowledge as a floor general, like, you know, it's just a matter of time. And now, now she's in Minnesota and, and continuing to work with most our, our newest USA basketball head coach, Cheryl Reeve, okay. one of the greatest in the game. So it's just a matter of time. Would it be Phoenix? I don't, I don't know. It might be a little too soon, maybe give it another year, another two, but I, I'm split down the middle. It's either going to be a potential expansion team down the road or she could get into the college game. Yeah. And I hope she doesn't get in the college. Like that's my thing. Cause you know me, <laughs> I want these people to stay in the W. Um, I need that. Um, for me and it's funny also because like Olaf would be a great there's a clip obviously I don't think Olaf is a fit for Phoenix because just like the the PR of you fired this woman to hire the husband was just wouldn't be great we don't need to get into that but I don't I think that's a reason why I don't see that happening sure. but that said see there's a specific clip I keep thinking of I keep replaying in my mind during the playoffs where Kalia Copper does some ridiculous play, gets fouled and one, uh, timeouts called, or, or she makes a big shot, timeouts called, whatever. And as she's going back and everyone's going crazy, hyping her up, you know, blah, blah, blah. Excuse me. Olaf like grabs her and like shows her like the, the sketchboard and some numbers and starts drawing out a play of how she could have done what she just did better. <laughs> and when I saw that, I was like, that's a person I want on my sideline. Mm-hmm. That's a person that I want as the coach of my team because even at the highest moment, the greats know you can be better. And to see that, I completely agree about putting him on uh, many, many lists. Honestly, there, there's a lot of people. Is there anybody else that you're thinking of that we haven't really mentioned uh, that you think should be in the discussion as we wrap up this episode? I mean, I just it's like I'm, I'm building this list and I just keep adding names. I keep adding names. I think there's a few. Now, Fred Williams for Phoenix could potentially be interesting just because how much he's adored by again we're talking about the future of phoenix outside of tarazi era griner and skylar diggins smith both love fred now we could talk about the lack of success or you know what happened in dallas is it's just worth mentioning him i think that that it's entirely possible you know we we see a lot of names that move around and get recycled throughout the league um who else um vanessa nygaard now Um, she has a really impressive resume in terms of the experience that she has her time in the WNBA as an assistance short lived. I think that this is further down the road, right? Like maybe a few years, but that's one to keep your eye on in my, in my opinion, as someone who's got a chance to be coaching in the league. I agree. Um, I think we need to mention Brandy Poole as an assistant with Connecticut, um, long, long, long time assistant with Kurt. I mean, they've been together forever so that might be the question like okay is she just a lifer with Kurt or at any point could she step up and kind of want to do her own thing but my god I mean Brandy's been phenomenal Uh, she's great with the player she's great with development lord knows she's experienced collegiately and professionally so if we're talking about experience as as a coach Brandy holds that and, and been super effective with Connecticut as we all know another random one not random sorry this is one that we gotta I think we got to mention Steph White. Um, yeah. I think, you know, she she takes over with the fever. They win a championship. Um, she goes off to Vanderbilt and, like, just just Vanderbilt struggled. You know, it's a, it's a 
It's a difficult place. It's a difficult school to recruit to. Didn't have a lot of success. There's been a change in their coaching staff and Steph is back into the commentating role, which she does a phenomenal job at. But that's one where you're like, hmm, you know, do we see her get back into the WNBA? And would she have to kind of take an assistant role first or could she jump right in and take a head role? What do you think about that one? I like it, honestly. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of players, or, sorry, I shouldn't, coaches. So he's talking about players. There's a lot of coaches that get a raw deal, right? That, you know, I, I, I got to think of, um, shoot, I'm blanking on her name right now. Uh, from Chicago. I know you're going to know her name real quick. Right? <laughs> Amber Stocks? Thank you. Yeah. No, like Amber Stocks. No, there's just, a, I'm not saying, hey, Amber Stocks should get this head coaching position I right now. She, she deserves to be talked about too, because she deserves to be talked about. Also, I look at her more exactly as a GM Um, and maybe Pokey's more of a GM also. Um, sure. But there's, there's just a lot of people throughout the last, well, 25 years uh, who... <laughs> have been very quick to hire and very quick to fire. Yeah. And I think that looking back at those is not a bad thing. Again, I understand the theme of today is finding former players who, you know, have a little bit of experience in coaching, going young, more creative, more blah, blah, blah. I, I'm all for that, but it has to be the right team at the right time, yeah. right? And I don't know necessarily, I mean, I think New York is more of that team than specifically Phoenix, a person who I don't think is in the discussion um, and has also similarly made it clear that he's not interested in being a head coach for the most part is Gary Kloppenberg. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. you know, that's a person who I know can handle big personalities. I know can handle the stars and is an elite basketball mind who has shown success wherever he goes. Um, and I have to think, that that wouldn't be a bad hire, but I, I like Brandy. Brandy's not gotten enough attention. Mm -hmm. I appreciate you bringing her up. Mm -hmm. um, any final thoughts before we log off and let everyone rip us to pieces? <laughs> the only other names, you know, all right, do we see, do we see Brian Agler or do we think his time in the WNBA has come to a close and he's just going to continue to ride out the AD spot in Wittenberg? Um, another one that was brought to my attention that I had not thought about was Dan Hughes. Now, is it a full retirement or was he just taking care of his mother and taking care of the health situations? Like, I've just kind of been on the impression that he's retired and he's he's going to be done. But, I mean, if Dan Hughes wants to coach, Dan Hughes is going to coach, right? At least be involved oh, yeah. in some way, shape, or form. But those are kind of – I don't – those are kind of at the back burner of my list and thinking like, okay, I think we're going to see this resurgence of – um, just kind of some new new era, new blood, and I think that would be great and super exciting for the league. And and so some of these names uh, that we're talking about, I'm kind of giving my attention to way more than some of the others. True, I'd love to see Nancy Lieberman. Also, I think that would just be awesome. Maybe I I, I want it to be a legendary. If it's going to be a former player, I want it to be a legendary player, and that that's what I'll end on. If if it's going to be a former player, I want it to be a legendary one. Um, well, as we always say, Winsider is your one-stop shop for all your WNBA news and conversation. We can't do it without your help. Become a subscriber at patreon.com backslash Winsider. Literally, for just a few dollars a month, you can help grow the game. Thank you, Rachel, and we'll be back with uh, a cool guest on our next episode.